Legends of Christmas. And here are two people on my naughty list. Neil and Chris. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Urbane Legends, our Christmas mini-series, the 12 Legends of Christmas. Uh, we're still currently trapped in Snowden and Neil's bunker in his back garden. Uh, I'm Chris Flynn, and with me is my hey. uh, fellow prison uh... <laughs> Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm missing my house plants. I find them very calming, and I'm worried about uh, them drying out. Yes. Yeah. Do you have any house plants? Well, not down here in the bunker, no. No, you've just got that Pingu nightlight. That's quite yes. nice. Um, reassuring, isn't it? It is reassuring. Um, it's starting to get to me a little bit, to be honest. Um, I mean, I'm not really kind of an out-and-about person, but um, I do like the option of having non-recycled air. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit claustrophobic. And I think maybe I've um, the toxins from the toilet, prison-style toilet wine are starting to build up in my system. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's going to be consumed over multiple days, but hey, if it's good enough for uh, the fine limits of whatever. If it's good enough for people on Oz, it's good enough for yeah, us. us. Um, well, we've um, just so people know, we've started a game of Risk because um, that can take days. So yeah. hopefully that'll uh, that'll distract us for a little while. Um, but yeah, got, got so, my own Sevastopol. I'll tell you that much. Have you? Yeah. Well, we'll see, won't we? You see. shouldn't have shouldn't have told me that. I'll have to start massing troops unless this is a bluff. Yeah, well that's that's that's, that's the game, yourself, isn't, it? isn't it? That's the that's game. The, that is the game. It's really difficult to break out of Australia. That's what I find. You know, it's very, very tough. I've not played Risk in a while, to be honest. I can't really remember. <laughs> yeah. Um so <clears throat> we're gonna look at another urban legend today, and this time it's not one of uh Santa's bad boys. Santa's better boys. motorcycle gang. The Santa MC. Santa MC. Um, no, this time it's from the Hellenic world. Mm. Um, and it's the... the ancient uh, Greece. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Kali Kantzaros. Easy for you to say. It is. So the Kali Kantzaros is a uh, malevolent goblin. Wee. Mm. In Southeast European and Anatolian folklore. Anything to do with trying to make children behave at Christmas? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Well, I don't know. That the odds of, are. That kind of stuff tends to come from Germany, basically, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, largely. They don't like that stuff. I mean, I think as well, though, with a lot of the kind of like, like nature spirits and stuff, a lot of them, they would, could be like good or they could be bad. But I think when the church kind came of, in, they kind of made them all de- demons and stuff. Them- yeah, whereas they were actually kind of more kind of ambivalent. Yeah, no, exactly. It was really Shades of grey. Playful and could, yeah, might aid you or might might do something, you know. So, stories about the uh, Kalikantsaros or its equivalents can be typically found in Greece, Bulgaria, Turkey, Serbia, Albania, Bosnia and Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Kalikantoroi, which is the plural, are believed to dwell underground but come to the surface during the 12 days of Christmas, from <laughs> 25th of December to 6th of January, from the winter solstice for a fortnight, during which time the sun ceases its seasonal movement. It's like that um, that movie, Pitch Black. 
not seen it now. What happens in it? Is it? Uh, they're they're all on planet, yeah. Yeah. And there's um there's a moody um convict, right? Like, oh, is that Vin, Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel, which is breakout role, yeah. And right. um, but then what happens? They have an eclipse, and yeah. then the planet becomes dark for like yeah, three weeks, do. and then all of the aliens come out to haunt them. Oh, really? But it's and all right because he, he can just, see in the dark. He, he can see in the dark, and he's Why tough, is that? lad. So why can he see in the dark? Carrot, yeah, he's, yeah, his eyes done because yeah, he's just, done. He just like, a lot of vitamin A because he's very health conscious. Right, a lot of press ups and, and <laughs> yeah. Now I think he's something like he, he's meant to have his eyes because he's because he used to be in prison where they stick him in the dark, the real hardcore bad prisoners. So he got his eyes done. So, so he got his eyes see, done so he could see in the dark. Yeah, like cats. Yeah. So etymology is always the fun part. Oh, I like to know the history of the word. The yeah. term kalantaros is speculated to be derived from the Greek kalos. Cantoros, which means beautiful centaur. Although this theory has been met with many objections. A second theory proposes that the word comes from the Turkish kara uh, konjolos, which is werewolf or vampire, from kara, black, and konkolos, which is bloodsucker or werewolf. Mm-hmm. So, Greek folklore. It is believed that Kalakantori stay underground soaring the trunk of the world tree so it will collapse along with the earth. <laughs> big ambitions. That's um that's not great, is it? It's not great. <laughs> is it is that that sounds like um a bit of Norse mythology as well, isn't it? I what can't the... pronounce it, but what is it? Odin. Yeah, no, there's there, he got he got um or... I think one of them got got hung on the tree of life or something. Yeah, I think it's quite a broad one, isn't it? The tree of, you see tree it or of something life. Like that. I, I can't possibly pronounce it, but um, okay, yeah, I'm sure it's in many cultures. To be fair, however, according to folklore, when they are about to see the final part, Christmas dawns and they're able to come to the surface. They forget about the tree and come to bring trouble to mortals. <laughs> yeah. We're actively trying to destroy the world normally, but uh, yeah. like Christmas time, everyone needs a tree. We'll just fuck yeah, with we'll people. Yeah, we'll just go fuck with people. <laughs> Finally, um, on the epiphany, hobby. on the epiphany, which is sixth of January, the sun starts moving again, and they must return underground to continue their soaring. They see that during their absence, the world tree has healed itself, so must start working all over again. This is believed to occur annually. Oh no, it's healed learn, itself yeah. again. It's like painting. It's like painting the fourth bridge or whatever. Where as soon as they finish painting it, they have to start again. Oh, the definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over again. Like, There's a lot of that stuff up. in Greek stuff, isn't there? Like people mm. having to push boulders up hills, that kind yeah, of thing. Synthesis. Yeah, yeah. So, in appearance, so there's no standard description of the appearance of the Kalankantori. There are regional variations as to how their appearance is described. Some Greek illustrators have imagined them with some animal parts, such as hairy bodies, horse legs, or boar tusks. Sometimes they are enormous, and other times diminutive. Mm. Other groups see them as small humans with a horrible odour. <laughs> they are predominantly male, hence the odour, often with protruding sexual characteristics. So far, like, so like modern-day Twitter. Many Greeks have imagined them as tall, black and hairy, with burning red eyes, goat or donkey ears, monkey arms, and tongues that hang out of heads that are huge. 
Nonetheless, the most common belief is that they are small black creatures, humanoid apart from the long black tails, and said to rem- uh, resemble little black devils. They are also mostly blind, speak with a lisp, <laughs> love to eat frogs, worms, and other small creatures. We've come, we've come up here to ruin your Christmas. <laughs> got any frog legs? <laughs> got any frogs around here? I'm starving. <laughs> so, mm, a bit of protein. So, law. Kalankantari uh, are believed to be creatures of the night. According to folklore, there were many ways people could protect themselves during the day when the Kalankantari were loose. One such method was to leave a colander on the doorstep to trick the visiting Kalankantoros. It was believed that since they could not count above two, three was believed to be a holy number, and by pronouncing it, uh, the Kalankantoros would supposedly kill itself. The Kalankantoros would sit on the doorstep all night, counting each hole of the colander until the sun rose and it was forced to hide. That's like the... Um, was it the Rougarou? That couldn't, yeah, they, was they couldn't count there. above 12 or something. And so it would just get confused. You had like left like 12 pebbles on your windowsill or something. It was, yeah, it was one of these ones. I'm not sure it was the Rougarou. It might have been. Yeah, it was one of the... I think it was the Rougarou. Yeah, sounds, sounds about right. So, so he was trying to count the holes, but it couldn't go beyond two. So it was like one, two, another one, another. If two. it counted three, then it died because it's a holy number. Yeah, because of the, it, the, the, the the trident of God. Yes, the holy trinity. So, but he wouldn't have uh, been able to count over above two. Well, I think yeah. I mean, it seems to be that there's two different reasons why it might. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like it. It's either, you know, it's either massive, small, it's either airless, hairy. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, yes. It's, um... We just didn't like salad, maybe. It's many different things for many different people. It's an annual tradition, and some cultures throw uh, lucamades, a donut like dessert filled with syrup and sausages, on your roof and sing a specific song. <laughs> sausages on the roof. Well, that's um, an of Breaking Bad. It's believed that once this is done, the Kalankantori will eat these and leave, returning to their work underground. Another supposed method of protection from the Kalankantori is to leave the fire burning in the fireplace all night so they could not enter through it. In some areas, people would burn the Yule log for the duration of the 12 days. So that's where that comes from. Mm. In other areas, people would throw foul-smelling shoes into the fire as the stench was believed to repel the Calicantore, forcing them to stay away. It was a good way to get rid of teenagers' shoes. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate, though. You're basically just having to stink out your own living room or whatever, your hearth. Yeah. Still, got to keep the goblins out. Keep the goblins out. Now, that's what you always say. That's what that tattoo on your forehead says. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You've seen Gremlins, Chris. You know what happens if you don't. Yeah. Additionally, ways to keep them away includes making marking one's door with a black cross on Christmas Eve and burning incense. It sounds a nicer way of doing Yeah, I'd probably go with the incense to be honest with you. <laughs> Rather than the terrible it's smelling shoes. Terrible shitty old trainers. So according to legend, any child born during the twelve days of Christmas was in danger of transforming into a calicatory during each Christmas season, starting with adulthood. It was believed the antidote to prevent this transformation was to bind the baby in tresses of garlic or straw or to single the child's toenails. don't know what that means. According to another legend, anyone born on a Saturday could see and talk with a Kalankantori. 
one particular, one peculiarity that set the Kalakatori apart from other goblins or creatures in folklore was it was said to appear on Earth only for 12 days each year. Mm. Their short duration on Earth, as well as the fact that they were not considered purely malevolent creatures, but rather impish and stupid, led to a number of theories about their creation. One such theory connects them to the masquerades of the ancient Rome winter festival of Bacchanalia and, uh, and the earlier, the Greek Dionysa. During the drunken, uh, orgiastic part of the festival, people wearing masks hidden under costumes in bestial shapes, it's still appearing humanoid, may have made an exceptional impression on the minds of the simple folk who were intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Well, Maybe. Possible. <laughs> possible Possible if not lightly. Uh, In Greek, the term Kalikatoros is also used to describe a number of other short, ugly and usually mischievous beings in folklore. While not used used as the um, aforementioned creatures, it seems to express the collective sense for the Irish word leprechaun and the English words gnome and goblin. Mm -hmm. But they're they're kind of like uh, goblin-y, leprechaun-y fellas. Yeah, they'll have a pot of gold though. Well, no, apparently not. Aware of, they don't have a pot. You can't get a pot of gold. They're trying to destroy the earth. Yeah, so. they'd be trying to count it, wouldn't they? And getting confused. So. Yeah, that's it. I mean, leprechauns are brighter, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. The sound of it. So, Serbian folklore. <clears throat> In Serbian Christmas traditions, the twelve days of Christmas were previously called the unbaptized days and were considered a time when demonic forces of all kind were believed to be more active and dangerous than usual. Mm, The veil. The veil is thin during the unbaptized days. (laughs) (laughs) People were cautious not to attract their attention and did not go out late at night. The later precaution was especially because of the mythical demons called uh, Karakondula, um, imagined as a heavy, squat and ugly creatures. According to tradition, when the Karankandula found someone outdoors during the night of the unbaptized day, it would jump on the person's back and demand to be carried wherever it wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quite fun, isn't it? It's good taxi service, yeah. Yeah, right. Take me to the off license. I've got, yeah, take me to the off license. I want to have a drink before I go clubbing because I want to save money when I'm in there. Prices are outrageous. The torture would, I wouldn't call this torture. The torture would end only when roosters announced the dawn. So you got to, <laughs> got to chip them around all night. Yeah, all night. <laughs> At that moment, the creature would release its victim and run away. I mean, that, to be fair, that's not actually too bad. No, I mean, it's not the worst. It would be annoying, but that's not the worst thing that could possibly happen if a demonic entity decided to sort of <laughs> involve with you. It could do a lot worse. The Karen Kandula is known to punish and torment people who commit adultery. Oh, it's a bit, a bit judgy. Yeah, well, you, you don't know, know what's happening in their two marriage. Sides to the story. You don't know what's going on, do you? Yeah. Adulterers were known to sneak out of their homes while their significant other would sleep. I mean, that's a, that's a risky move if you're doing your adultery, isn't it? Just, <laughs> because just sneak out of their sleep, be fine. Yeah, because no one ever wakes up during the night. <laughs> Uh, and then visit the person they were cheating with, or prostitutes, or brothels. The Karakonzula would sit and wait on top of the door frame of the front door of the house and jump on the back of the adulterer and lash him with a stick. 
<laughs> or scratch or dig its sharp nails into the person's back and neck and force them to run through a nearby forest at night. <laughs> oh, sorry, all night. Similarly, other accounts of the Karakazula would flee at the first sight of dawn. It's very much a it's very much a, a backpack style attack, yeah, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's yeah, it's getting a lot of enjoyment out of basically just riding people around. I'll be honest, so far I quite like them. Yeah. <laughs> quite like them. So this can be seen as a warning to would-be adulterers to think carefully about their intentions, desires, and understand the consequence that would occur if they were to fulfill such actions. Mm. In this version of the myth, the Karakazula would come back every night to remain on the door lintel until the adulterers confess their sins to their significant other. Oh, well, there you go. That'd be a comfortable conversation. <laughs> Why are you well, telling me? Well, why have you got? Lo- why have you got loads of? Leaves in your hair and scratches <laughs> on your neck. It's a long well, story. Sit down. So, Anatolian Turkish folklore. The Karen Konkolos uh, is a malevolent creature in the northeast Anatolian Turkish Islamic folklore. It's a variety of bogeyman, usually merely troublesome rather than harmless but sometimes truly evil. It is believed to have a thick, furry, uh, hairy fur, like a Sasquatch. According to the late Ottoman Turkish myth, they appear on the first ten days of uh, Zamiri, the dreadful cold, when they stand on murky corners and ask seemingly ordinary questions to pass by. <laughs> The legend states that in order to escape harm, one should answer each question using the word kara, which is Turkish for black, or risk being struck dead by the creature. It was also said in Turkish folklore that the Karankun Kolos could call people out during the cold Zemeri nights by imitating voices of loved ones. The victim of the Karankun Kolos risked freezing to death if he or she could not awake from the charm. Not quite as fun, but it's weird that yeah. just ask you questions. It's kind of like yeah. um, the, like the Shaggy song, but you've just, just got you've got to say "gara." It's just like a bit mischievous, isn't it? Mm. But I mean, he is using hip, some kind of hypnotismy charms of uh, imitating a loved one's voice to try and get you to freeze to death. Yeah, I mean that's very extreme. It's a uh... Bulgarian folklore. The Bulgarian known of the demon is Karankun Jul. They may be conceived of variously, a being human-like except for having a hairy body, a tail and a large head with horns on it, or one-eyed, a one-eyed being standing on a single leg, (laughs) or or a horse-headed man. Why not? I mean, just one or the other. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, they're pretty similar, aren't they? It is considered a shapeshifter who may appear as a dog, a man, a sheep, or a calf. It is reputed to dwell in caves or rivers or an abandoned watermill and come out at night. That's very specific, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Abandoned watermills. Well, I guess watermills were quite a big deal, weren't they, back in the day? A bit more of a feature in those days, I suppose, yeah. Because that would be pre-industrial revolution, kind of the only way that you could 
mechanize a manual process would be kind of a water mill or windmill, yeah. wouldn't it? A Bulgarian custom called uh, Kukeri is performed to scare away the evil creature and avoid contact with it. And we've got Albanian folklore as well, Neil. In Albanian folklore, uh, Kukuth uh, are undead corpses. <laughs> I mean, this is like, it's quite broad. It's quite a it? grab bag of different things, yeah. Who go around in January laden with chains and effusing a deadly breath. Known also among uh, Calibrian Albanians, uh, according to another version, Kankual uh, is vested with iron clothes, which is why chainmail armor is known as Kemish Karkadkoil in Albanian. So those are the um, those are the different. Right, versions of it what, what are you making of it so far which one do you like the most i'm i'm all about the one that just sort of like jumps rides around like a taxi yeah <laughs> yeah he's all right isn't he yeah yeah that might he's having a bit of fun you know yeah and also i mean he's a bit getting his nose in your business though isn't he like yeah. with the, the adulterous stuff what other what other crimes is he sort of uh that's it. It's just, it's, just a, it's just all about adultery. Don't care if you're a murderer. Yeah, not bothered about that. That's fine. Was, yeah. Cheers on, if anything. So, in popular culture, Caracoloi are subject of the Grim episode, the Grim who stole Christmas. The narrator slash protagonist of uh, Roger uh, Zelazny's uh, novel. This immortal is a Greek born on Christmas Day. The book's first sentence is his new wife teasingly call him Kanzaros, uh, although she doesn't mean anything hostile by it. The reference comes up several times throughout the story. The word, the word Kalikanzaros has been applied to other representations of goblins or trolls when translated into Greek, for example... Uh, Gringotts Goblin from Harry Potter is referred to as Kalikanzaros in the Greek translation. And a reference to the Kalikanzari of modern Greece is made in H.P. Lovecraft's novellia, The Whisperer in Darkness, 1931. There you go. There you go, Neil. So, what do you reckon? There's a nice little story. Yeah. It's weird the old uh, something different. Tree of the World stuff, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that whole, like, um, I mean, obviously it was good that they sort of tried to play mischief for 12 days because otherwise, well, been around well, the world already. world would be dead, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that something about climate change now. You see, <clears throat> all of these Christmas, I mean, obviously this isn't a big Christmas one for any of us. We don't know this. No. But the original St. Nicholas is from Turkey, isn't it? So kind of yeah, all yeah. the Christmas stuff kind of comes comes from... Turkey, all you know, all the stuff we've looked at kind of comes from Turkey, and then by way of Central Europe, really, is kind of where it kind of got converted into what we know today via the Coca Cola International Corporation. Yeah, well, that's something where Orthodox Church and stuff was because it was um, Constantine was, the, was one of the first. I mean, when they converted the, the Roman Empire into yeah. sort of Christian one, then uh, you know, say so that was sort of all out in sort of Turkey, wasn't it, Constantinople? Um, yeah. But yeah, all around that area, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
So, the church. I think that's about all there is to say about it. I can't bother looking up anymore. I've, uh, no, I mean, some is going to be brief. It is, it is I'm getting a bit thirsty. You know, my, uh, my stomach thinks my throat's been slit. Mm. Fancying a bit of a uh, bit of toilet wine. On the pruno, yeah. Yeah, or sounds all right, wine. doesn't it? Nice bit of prison Pooling. wine. And we'll continue our game of risk. And yes. we'll, let, we'll let everyone know how we're getting on tomorrow when we'll be back with a... Another one of our mini-series around the 12 Legends of Christmas, which finishes on the Epiphany. Mm. And hopefully Neil and I will be back in our own homes by then. Right, Epiphanies. Otherwise, there could be trouble. All right. I hope you have a nice rest of your day, everyone. And we will see you again tomorrow. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Bye. See you tomorrow. Remember, don't drink and drive. Ho, 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 ho.